0: Decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts. This is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. I am your squirrel host coming to you from the ARN studios, high atop the tallest tree in the Piney Woods. It's good to have you with us. This is Monday, November 28th, 2022, and this is the first Squirrel Chatter we've had in two weeks because I've been sick actually only sick for two or three days, but I've had this lingering cough, still struggling with it. And because of that, my voice was actually quite uh, unacceptable. (laughs) And I didn't think that I could actually get through an episode without having a serious coughing fit. I do have my Ricola sugar-free original flavor cough drops handy so that I can... uh, hopefully make it through today, which is going to be the first of 10 double scripture days. Because I was sick, we have gotten behind in our Bible reading. We want to finish by the end of the year. So today is the first of 10 double scripture days. Thanksgiving weekend's just over. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, We had a good Thanksgiving here in the Piney Woods. It was just Mrs. Squirrel and I. Um... The daughter and her family were out of town for Thanksgiving, and uh, so we didn't get together. It was just the two of us. So we had our traditional, non-traditional Papa Murphy's pizza that uh, was a tradition that developed when I uh, was head of security at the Sawmill in Bonner because I always had to work Thanksgiving Day. So since I had to work Thanksgiving Day, we didn't go. Mrs. Squirrel doesn't drive, um, so she would stay home. I would go to, to work at the mill, and when I got off work, I would call her, and she would take the Papa Murphy's pizza out of the fridge so it could sit on the counter for an hour. And as soon as I got home, we would pop it into the oven and enjoy Papa Murphy's pizza and uh, so we did that for many, many years, and that's still our go-to holiday and anniversary meal if it's just the two of us. So um, that, was, that was fun. Um, she has a gourmet vegetarian without artichoke and adds chicken to it. I have the gourmet classic Italian without the mushrooms, and I add jalapenos. So we are, we are happy. We both get two big, big pizzas and, and we have plenty of leftovers for the whole weekend. I finished mine on Saturday. So uh, had pizza on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And it was tasty. The other thing that's happened since our last get together is the fact that the Chick fil A in Missoula has opened. And so my Twitter bio has been updated to reflect the fact that I am now only 49.1 miles from the closest Chick-fil-A. I never thought I would ever have a Chick-fil-A in Missoula. Just, it, it's stunning to me. It was such a, you know, growing up, it was such a, a regional southern thing um, and, uh, of course I was born in Atlanta and lived, lived down there for the first 11 years of my life. And so we had Chick-fil-A, um, and then all through, you know, junior high and high school living up here, we went back to Atlanta at least once a year for Christmas, Thanksgiving, summer, sometime, sometime during the year, we would go back to to Atlanta and I would have Chick-fil-A but then when you graduate from high school your parents quit taking you with them on these trips and so I actually went 25 years without Chick-fil-A because there were none close and I was just not anywhere where there was a Chick-fil-A um, I was once in a mall in Phoenix where they had a Chick-fil-A, but I was there on a Sunday, so I couldn't have Chick-fil-A. And that was the only time I was at a Chick-fil-A for 25 years. So uh, Chick-fil-A and I have a long history, and uh, I'm very happy that they have opened one in Missoula, Mrs. Squirrel and I have dined there twice. We were not there on opening day um, simply because the crowds and at that time I was in the midst of being very, very sick. We were there the day after it opened because I had to get some cough syrup and pick up a prescription. So we went into Missoula, um, and went through the drive-through. Uh, the drive-through lane was an hour long and we got there at 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, so I'm glad we didn't hit it at noon. (laughs) Actually, was that that Saturday? It was either Friday or Saturday. It opened on Thursday. So it was either Friday or Saturday that we had our Chick-fil-A. Went through the drive-thru. And then did a shopping day last week and had lunch at Chick-fil-A as well. So had Chick-fil-A twice since it opened. Um, Very happy that it's there. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to eat at Chick-fil-A every time I go to town. (laughs) that would get sick of it. And that would be really, really sad for me to get sick of Chick-fil-A. And so in honor of the new Chick-fil-A, I have here in the background, my Chick-fil-A cow, which was gifted to me by Stephen Melanson when he worked at Chick-fil-A. And, uh, he sent me a cow and a mug and a gift card, which was very nice of him for, I think that was for my birthday. Um, if I remember correctly. So I have placed my Chick-fil-A cow prominently behind me to celebrate the fact that my Twitter bio now says 49.1 miles from the closest Chick-fil-A. Um, when I started, when I first put that in the bio, it was like 600 miles or 400 and something miles. I Provo, Utah was the closest Chick-fil-A when I when I started my Twitter account. And that was the closest Chick-fil-A and I don't remember how far was that. How far is Provo? I don't know. Or Ogden. Ogden, north of Salt Lake. Yeah, that was the closest Chick-fil-A. So but it was, you know, eight hours away <laughs> by car. Um, yeah, which make it four hundred something miles. It was four hundred and something miles to the closest Chick-fil-A. Then they opened one in Idaho Falls, and that was the closest Chick-fil-A for a long time until the one in Kalispell opened. And uh, Kalispell was the first Chick-fil-A in Montana, and now we have two, and at the first part of next year we will have three as a Chick-fil-A is opening up in Billings. So Montana is going to have three Chick-fil-A very, very soon. And I can't imagine it's going to be long before we have Chick-fil-As in Helena, Great Falls, maybe even Butte. Uh population of Butte is 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 down from what it was. It it used to be the most populous city in the state. Now that's Billings, even though Billings is in the center of the state or closer to the eastern half. And um but most of the population is in the West. Um, over half of Montana's population lives within 200 miles of Idaho. Um, but I imagine we'll get a Chick-fil-A in Bozeman. We'll get one in Helena, the state capital. Uh, Great Falls, um, at least. And, and possibly uh, Butte as well. So we'll just have to wait and see. I'm sure the one in Billings is probably going to be the only one in the eastern part of the state, Um, but uh, we now have two here in the west, Western Montana in the mountains, Kalispell and Missoula. So that's a that's an exciting thing for me. All right. Well, I said this is day one of ten double scripture days, and our scripture readings today are Ezekiel forty six through forty eight, Daniel one through three. Psalm 88 and John 16 through 17. And uh, as we do these double scripture reading days, we are going to suspend our topics of the day. Other than, you know, a few random thoughts here or there like this morning. Um, Just had to say I'm happy to be back. I've missed everybody. I've missed doing the podcast every day. But uh, during the double scripture day, we're not going to have a topic of the day We're just going to do our scripture reading, get ourselves back on track, yay, and uh, in two weeks we will be all caught up and able to resume our regular... uh, So we have what essentially is going to be four weeks left in our Bible reading plan because this week we will do week 46 and week 47, because we're double scripture reading. Next week we'll do weeks 48 and 49, and that will leave us with 50, 51, and 52 to finish up the year as we fill in our uh, our Bible reading schedule. All right, without any further ado, let's begin, as is our practice, with the Prayer of Confession from the 1552 Book of Common Prayer, And then we will get into our scripture reading. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. And now our prayer for the reading of the word. Blessed Lord, who hast caused all holy scripture to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So now Ezekiel book, or chapter 46. Thus says Lord Yahweh, The gate of the inner court facing east shall be shut the six working days, and it shall be opened on the Sabbath day, and opened on the day of the new moon. Then the prince shall enter by way of the porch of the gate from outside, and stand by the post of the gate. Then the priest shall provide his burnt offering and his peace offerings, and he shall worship at the threshold of the gate, and then go out. But the gate shall not be shut until the evening." And the people of the land shall also worship at the entrance of that gate before Yahweh on the Sabbaths and on the new moons. Now the burnt offering, which the prince shall bring near to Yahweh on the Sabbath day, shall be six lambs without blemish and a ram without blemish. And the grain offering shall be an ephah with the ram, and the grain offering with the lamb shall be a gift from his hand, as well as a hen of oil with an ephah. And on the day of the new moon he shall offer a bull from the herd without blemish, also six lambs and a ram, which shall be without blemish. And he shall provide a grain offering, an ephah with the bull, and an ephah with the ram, and with the lambs as much as he is able, and a hen of oil with an ephah. And when the prince enters, he shall go in by way of the porch of the gate, and go out by the same way. But when the people of the land come before Yahweh at the appointed times, He who enters by way of the north gate to worship shall go out by way of the south gate, and he who enters by way of the south gate shall go out by way of the north gate. No one shall return by the way of the gate by which he entered, but shall go straight out. So when they go in, the prince shall go in among them, and when they go out, he shall go out. Now at the feasts and the appointed times, the grain offering shall be an ephah with a bull, and an ephah with a ram, and with the lamb shall be a gift from his hand, as well as a hen of oil with an ephah. And when the prince provides a freewill offering, a burnt offering or peace offering as a freewill offering to Yahweh, the gate facing east shall be opened for him, and he shall provide his burnt offering and his peace offerings as he does on the Sabbath day. Then he shall go out and the gate shall be shut after he goes out. And you shall provide a lamb a year a leer, you shall provide a lamb a year old without blemish for a burnt offering to Yahweh daily morning by morning you shall provide it. Also you shall provide a grain offering with it morning by morning a sixth of an ephah as well as a third of a hin of oil to moisten the fine flour a grain offering to Yahweh continually by a perpetual statute. Thus they shall provide the lamb, the grain offering, and the oil, morning by morning, for a continual burnt offering. Thus says Lord Yahweh, If the prince gives a gift out of his inheritance to any of his sons, it shall belong to his sons. It is their their possession by inheritance. But if he gives a gift from his inheritance to one of his servants, it shall be his until the year of liberty. Then it shall return to the prince." His inheritance shall be only his son's, it shall belong to them. Now the prince shall not take from the people's inheritance, mistreating them out of their possessions. And he shall give his son's inheritance from his own possession, so that my people will not be scattered anyone from his possession. Then he brought me through the entrance, which was at the side of the gate, into the holy chambers for the priests, which faced north. And behold, there was a place at the extreme rear toward the west. Then he said to me, This is the place where the priests shall boil the guilt offering and the sin offering, and where they shall bake the grain offering, in order that they may not bring them out into the outer court to transmit holiness to the people. Then he brought me out into the inner court, and had me pass through to the four corners of the court, and behold, in every corner of the court there was a small court. In the four corners of the court there were enclosed courts, forty cubits long and thirty wide. These four in the corners were the same size. Now there was a row of masonry round about them, round about in them, around the four of them, and boiling places were made under the rows around about. Then he said to me, These are the boiling places where the ministers of the house shall boil the sacrifice of the people. Then chapter 47. Then he brought me back to the door of the house, and behold, Water was flowing from under the threshold of the house toward the east, for the house faced east, and the water was flowing down from under, from the right side of the house, from south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate, and led me around by way of the outside to the outer gate, by way of the gate that faces east. And behold, water was trickling from the south side. When the man went out toward the east with a line in his hand, he measured one thousand cubits. And he had me pass through the water, water reaching the ankles. Again he measured one thousand and had me pass through the water, water reaching the knees. Again he measured one thousand and had me pass through the water, water reaching the loins. Again he measured one thousand. And it was a river that I could not pass through, for the water had become high, enough water to swim in, a river that could not be passed through. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he led and returned, returned me back to the bank of the river. When I had returned, now behold, on the bank of the river, there were very many trees on the one side and on the other. Then he said to me, these waters go out toward the eastern region and go down into the Arabah. Then they go toward the sea, being made to flow out to the sea, and the waters of the sea will be healed. And it will be that every living creature which swarms in every place where the river goes will live and there will be very many fish. For these waters go there, and the other waters are healed, so everything will live where the river goes. And it will be that fishermen will stand beside it. From Ingeti to Ingalium. there will be a place for the spreading of nets. Their fish will be according to their kinds, like the fish of the great sea, very many. But its marshes and swamps will not be healed, they will be left for salt and by the river on its bank on one side and on the other will grow all kinds of trees for food their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail they will bear every month because of their waters flow because their waters flow out from the sanctuary and their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing thus says lord yahweh this shall be the boundary by which you shall apportion the land for an inheritance among the 12 tribes of israel joseph shall have two portions you shall then apportion it for an inheritance each one equally with the other for i swore to give it to your fathers and this land shall fall to you as an inheritance this shall be the boundary of the land on the north side of the great sea by the way of hethlon to the entrance of zadad hamath barathan sibram which is between the border of damascus and the border of hamath Hazar-Hadakon, which is by the border of Huron. And the boundary shall be from the sea to Hazar-Enan at the border of Damascus, and on the north side toward the north as the border of Hamath. This is the north side. And the east side, from between Haran, Damascus, Gilead, and the land of Israel, shall be the Jordan. From the north boundary to the eastern sea you shall measure it. This is the east side. And the south side toward the south shall extend from Tamar as far as the waters of Meribath-Kadesh to the brook of Egypt and by the and to the great sea. This is the south side toward the south. And the west side shall be the great sea from the south border to a point opposite lebo Hamath. This is the west side. <laughs> so you shall divide this land among yourselves according to the tribes of Israel. And it will be that you shall divide it by lot for an inheritance among yourselves and among the sojourners who sojourn in your midst, who bring forth sons in your midst. And they shall be to you as the native born among the sons of Israel. They shall be allotted an inheritance with you among the tribes of Israel. And it will be that in the tribe with which the sojourner sojourns, there you shall give him his inheritance, declares Lord Yahweh, chapter 48. Now, these are the names of the tribes from the northern extremity beside the way of Hethlon to Lebo-Hamath, as far as Hazar-Enan at the border of Damascus toward the north beside Hamath, running from east to west, Dan, one portion. And beside the border of Dan from the east side to the west side, Asher, one portion. And beside the border of Asher from the east side to the west side, Nephtali, one portion. And beside the border of Naphtali from the east side to the west side, Manasseh, one portion. And beside the border of Manasseh from the east side to the west side, Ephraim, one portion. And beside the border of Ephraim from the east side to the west side, Reuben, one portion. And beside the border of Reuben from the east side to the west side, Judah, one portion. And beside the border of Judah from the east side to the west side shall be the contribution which you you shall contribute 25,000 cubits in width and in length like one of the portions from the east side to the west side and the sanctuary shall be in the middle of it. The contribution that you shall contribute to Yahweh shall be 25,000 cubits in length and 10,000 cubits in width. And the holy contribution shall be for these, namely for the priests, toward the north, 25,000 cubits in length, toward the west, 10,000 in width, toward the east, 10,000 in width, and toward the south 25,000 in length. And the sanctuary of Yahweh shall be in its midst. It shall be for the priests who are sanctified of the sons of Zadok, who have kept the responsibility given by me, who did not go astray when the sons of Israel went astray as the Levites went astray. And it shall be a contribution to them from the contribution of the land, a holy of holies, by the border of the Levites. Now alongside the border of the priests, the Levites shall have to 25,000 cubits in length and 10,000 cubits in width. The whole length shall be 25,000 cubits and the width 10,000 cubits. Moreover, they shall not sell or exchange any of it, or let this choice portion of the land pass over to another, for it is holy to Yahweh. And the remainder, 5,000 cubits in width and 25,000 cubits in length, shall be for the common use for the city, for places of habitation and for open spaces, and the city shall be in its midst. And these shall be its measurements, the north side, 4,500 cubits, the south side, 4,500 cubits, the east side, 4,500 cubits, and the west side, 4,500 cubits. And the city shall have open spaces, on the north, 250 cubits, on the south, 250 cubits, on the east 250 cubits, and on the west 250 cubits. And the remainder of the length alongside the holy contribution shall be 10,000 cubits toward the east and 10,000 cubits toward the west, and it shall be alongside the holy contribution. And its produce shall be a food for the workers of the city. The workers of the city out of all the tribes of Israel shall cultivate it. The whole contribution shall be 25,000 by 25,000 cubits you shall contribute the holy contribution a square with the city's possession of land. And the remainder shall be for the prince. On the one side and on the other side of the holy contribution and of the city's possession of land, in front of the 25,000 cubits of the contribution, toward the east border and westward, in front of the 25,000 cubits toward the west border, alongside the portions, it shall be for the prince. And the holy contribution and the sanctuary of the house shall be in the middle of it. And apart from the Levite's possession and the city's possession, which are in the middle of that which belongs to the prince, everything between the border of Judah and the border of Benjamin shall be for the prince. Now as for the rest of the tribes, from the east side to the west, Benjamin, one portion. And beside the border of Benjamin, from the east side to the west side, Simeon, one portion. And beside the border of Simeon, from the east side to the west side, Issachar, one portion. And beside the border of Issachar, from the east side to the west side, Zebulon, one portion. And beside the border of Zebulon, from the east side to the west side, Gad, one portion. And beside the border of Gad, at the south side toward the south, the borders shall be from Tamar to the waters of Meribeth Kadesh, to the brook of Egypt, to the great sea. This is the land which you shall divide by lot to the tribes of Israel for an inheritance. And these are their several portions, declares Lord Yahweh. And these are the exits of the city. On the north side, 4,500 cubits by measure. And the gates of the city shall be named for the tribes of Israel. Three gates toward the north, the gate of Reuben, one, the gate of Judah, one, the gate of Levi, one. And on the east side, 4,500 cubits, shall be three gates, the gate of Joseph, one, the gate of Benjamin, one, the gate of Dan, one. And on the south side, 4,500 cubits by measurement, shall there be three gates, the gate of Simeon, one, the gate of Issachar, one, the gate of Zebulon, one. On the west side, 4,500 cubits, shall be three gates, the gate of Gad, one, the gate of Asher, one, the gate of Naphtali, one, The city shall be 18,000 cubits round about, and the name of the city from that day shall be Yahweh is there. The Book of Daniel, Chapter 1 In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim king of Judah into his hand along with some of the vessels of the house of God, and he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasury of his God. Then the king said for Ashpenaz, the chief of his officials, to bring in some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal seed and of the nobles, youths in whom was no defect, who were good in appearance, showing insight in every branch of wisdom, being thoroughly knowledgeable and discerning knowledge, and who had ability to stand in the king's presence." And he said for him to teach them literature in the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily ration from the king's choice food, and from the wine which he drank, and appointed that they should be educated three years, at the end of which they were to stand before the king. Now among them, from the sons of Judah, were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Then the commander of the officials set names for them. For Daniel he set the name Belteshazzar, for Hananiah Shadrach, for Mishael Meshach, and for Azariah Abednego. But Daniel said in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he drank. So he sought permission from the commander of the officials that he might not defile himself. Now God granted Daniel loving kindness and compassion before the commander of the officials. And the commander of the officials said to Daniel, I am afraid of my lord the king, who has appointed your food and your drink. For why should he see your face looking more haggard than the youths who are your own age? Then you would make me forfeit my head to the king. But Daniel said to the overseer, whom the commander of the officials had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days, and let us be given some vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be observed before you and the appearance of the youths who are eating the king's choice food, and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for ten days. At the end of ten days it was seen that their appearance was better and that they were fatter than all the youths who had been eating the king's choice food. So the overseer continued to withhold their choice food and the wine they were to drink and kept giving them vegetables. And as for these four youths, God gave them knowledge and insight in every branch of literature and wisdom. Daniel even understood all kinds of visions and dreams. Then at the end of the days which the king had spoken of for bringing them in, the commander of the officials brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king talked with them. Out of them, all not one And out of them all, not one was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. So they stood in service before the king. And as for every matter of wisdom and understanding which the king sought from them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and conjurers who were in his kingdom. And Daniel continued until the first year of Cyrus the king. Chapter 2 Now in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, and his spirit was troubled, and his sleep left him. Then the king said to call in the magicians, the conjurers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So they came in and stood before the king. Then the king said to them, I had a dream, and my spirit is troubled to know the dream. Then the Chaldeans spoke to the king in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Say the dream to your servants, and we will declare the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, The word from me is firm, if you do not make known... To me the dream and its interpretation, you will be torn limb from limb, and your houses will be made a rubbish heap. But if you declare the dream and its interpretation, you will receive from me gifts and a reward and great glory. Therefore declare to me the dream and its interpretation. They answered a second in time and said, Let the king say the dream to his servants, and we will declare the interpretation. The king answered and said, I know for certain, that you are buying time inasmuch as you have seen that the word for me is firm, that if you do not make the dream known to me, there is only one law for you, indeed. You have agreed together to speak lying and corrupt words before me until the time is changed. Therefore, say the dream to me, that I may know that you can declare me declare to me its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth who is able to declare the matter for the king, inasmuch as no great king or powerful ruler has ever asked about a matter like this of any magician, conjurer, or Chaldean. Moreover, the matter which the king asked is difficult, and there is no one else who could declare it to the king except gods whose dwelling place is not with flesh. Because of this, the king became indignant and very furious and said for them to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the law went forth, that the wise men were to be killed, and they sought out Daniel and his friends to kill them. Then Daniel replied with discretion and discernment to Arioch, the captain of the king's bodyguard, who had gone forth to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, a powerful official for the king, For what reason is the law from the king so urgent? Then Arioch made the matter known to Daniel. So Daniel went in and sought from the king that he would give him time in order that he might declare the interpretation to the king. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to his friends, to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, so that they might seek compassion from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his friends would not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a night vision, Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Let the name of God be blessed forever and ever, for wisdom and might belong to him. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to men of understanding. He reveals the deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and might. Even now you have made known to me what we sought from you, for you have made known to us the king's matter. Therefore Daniel went into Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus to him, Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon, Bring me before the king, and I will declare the interpretation to the king. Then Arioch hurriedly brought Daniel before the king and said thus to him, I have found a man among the exiles from Judah who can make the interpretation known to the king. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered before the king and said, As for the mystery about which the king is asking, Neither wise men, conjurers, magicians, nor diviners are able to declare it to the king. However, there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will take place in the last days. This was your dream and the vision of your head while on your bed. As for you, O king, while on your bed your thoughts turned to what would happen in the future, and he who reveals mysteries has made known to you what will happen. But as for me, this mystery has not been revealed to me by any wisdom, which is in me more than in any other living man, but for the purpose of making the interpretation known to the king, and that you may know the thoughts of your heart. You, O king, were looking, and behold, there was a single great image. That image, which was large and of extraordinary splendor, was rising up in front of you, and its appearance was awesome. The head of that image was made of fine gold, Its breasts and its arms of silver, its belly and its thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partially of iron and partly of clay. You continued looking until a stone was cut out without hands, and it struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and crushed them. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed all at the same time and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away, so that not a trace of them was found. But the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This was the dream. Now we will say its interpretation before the king. You, O king, are the king of kings, to whom the God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power, the strength, and the glory. And wherever the sons of men inhabit, or the beasts of the field, or the birds of the sky, he has given them into your hand and has made you rule with power over them all. You are the head of gold. But after you there will arise another kingdom inferior to you, then another third kingdom of bronze, which will rule with power over all the earth. Then there will be a fourth kingdom, as strong as iron, inasmuch as iron crushes and shatters all things. So like iron that breaks in pieces, it will crush and break all these in pieces. Now in that you saw the feet and toes... "...partly of potter's clay and partly of iron. It will be a divided kingdom, but it will have in it the toughness of iron, inasmuch as you saw saw the iron mixed with common clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so some of the kingdom will be strong, and part of it will be brittle. And in that you saw the iron mixed with common clay, they will combine with one another in the seed of men." But they will not cling to one another, even as iron does not combine with clay. And in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will cause a kingdom to rise up, which will never be destroyed. And that kingdom will not be left for another people. It will crush and put an end to all these kingdoms. But it, is, but it will itself stand forever. Inasmuch as you saw that a stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it crushed the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold. The great God has made known to the king what will happen in the future. So the dream is certain, and its interpretation is trustworthy. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face and did homage to Daniel, and said for them to present to him an offering and the fragrant incense. The king answered Daniel and said, Truly your God is God of gods and a Lord of kings, and a revealer of mysteries such as you have been able to reveal this mystery. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many gifts, and he made him rule with power over the whole province of Babylon and the chief prefect over all the wise men of Babylon. And Daniel sought for the king, and he appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the administration of the province of Babylon while Daniel was at the king's court. Chapter 3 Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, the height of which was 60 cubits and its width 6 cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent word to the assembly to assemble the sat- satraps, the prefects and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces were assembled before the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they were standing before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the herald loudly called out, To you it is said, O people, nations, and men of every tongue, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. Therefore, at that time, when all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, all the peoples, nations, and men of every tongue fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. For this reason, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and brought charges against the Jews. They answered and said to Nebuchadnezzar the king, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music, is to fall down and worship the golden image. But whoever does not fall down in worship shall be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed appointed over the administration of the province of Babylon, namely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, do not pay attention to you. They do not serve your gods and do not worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar in rage and wrath said to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego Then these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you are not serving my gods and do not worship the golden image that I have set up? Now if you are ready, at the time that you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music, then you shall fall down and worship the image that I have made. But if you do not worship... You will immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. And what God is there who can save you out of my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to respond to you with an answer concerning this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to save us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will save us out of your hand, O God, out of your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods, and we will not worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with wrath, and the image of his face changed sword Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He answered and said to heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he said to certain mighty men of valor who were in his military host, To tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in order to cast them into the furnace of blazing fire. Then these men were tied up in their trousers, their coats, their caps, and their other clothes, and were cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. For this reason, because the king's word was urgent, and the furnace had been heated to an extraordinary degree, the flame of the fire killed those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire, still tied up. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astounded and hurriedly stood up. He answered and said to his high officials, Was it not three men we cast tied up into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, Certainly, O king. He answered and said, Look, I see four men loosed and walking about in the midst of the fire without harm. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the furnace of blazing fire. He answered and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out, you servants of the Most High God, and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the midst of the fire. Then the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's high officials gathered around and saw in regard to these men that the fire had no power over the bodies of these men nor was the hair of their heads singed, nor were their trousers damaged, nor had the smell of fire even come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and saved his servant, who put their trust in him, violating the king's word, and gave up their bodies so as not to serve and not to worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that any people, nation, or tongue that says anything offensive against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses reduced to a rubbish heap inasmuch as there is no other God who is able to deliver in this way. Then the king caused Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to succeed in the province of Babylon. Well, psalm 88. A song, a psalm of the sons of Korah. For the choir director, according to Mihailov Leonath, a miscall of Heman the Ezraite. O Yahweh, the God of my salvation, I have cried out by day and throughout the night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to hear my, my cry of lamentation, for my soul has been saturated with calamities, and my life has reached Sheol. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like a man without strength, released among the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, and they are cut off from your hand. You have put me in the pit far below, in dark places, in the depths. Your wrath lies upon me, and you afflict me with all your breaking waves. Selah. You have removed my acquaintances far from me, you have set me as an abomination to them. I am shut up and cannot go out. My eye has wasted away because of affliction. I have called upon you every day, O Yahweh. I have spread out my hands to you. Will you do wonders for the dead? Will the departed spirits rise and praise you? Selah. Will your loving kindness be recounted in the grave? Your faithfulness in Abaddon? Will your wonders be known in the darkness? and your righteousness in the land of forgetfulness. But as for me, O Yahweh, I have cried out to you for help, and in the morning my prayer comes before you. O Yahweh, why do you reject my soul? Why do you hide your face from me? I have been afflicted and about to breathe my last from my youth on. I bear your terrors. I am overcome. Your burning anger has passed over me. Your horrors have destroyed me. They have surrounded me like water all day long. They have encompassed me altogether. You have removed lover and friend far from me. My acquaintances are in darkness. And now John chapter 16. These things I have spoken to you so that you may be kept from stumbling. They will put you out of the synagogue, but an hour is coming for anyone who kills you to think that he is offering service to God. These things they will do because they do not know the Father or me. But these things I have spoken to you, so that when the hour comes, you may remember that I told you of them. These things I do not say to you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you ask me where are you going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, concerning sin because they do not believe in me, and concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you no no longer see me, and concerning judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged. I still have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the Spirit of Truth, comes... He will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak from himself, but whatever he hears he will speak and he will disclose to you what has, what is to come. He will glorify me for he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine therefore I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. A little while and you will see me and you will no longer see me. Again a little while and you will see me. Some of his disciples then said to one another, What is this he is telling us? A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me? And because I go to the Father. So they were saying, What is this that he says a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wished to question him, and he said to them, Are you deliberating together about this, that I said a little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, that you will cry and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. Whenever a woman is in labor, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she gives birth to the child, she no longer remembers the suffering because of the joy that the child has been born into the world. Therefore, you too have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice. And no one will take your joy away from you. And on that day you will not question me about anything. Truly, truly, I say to you, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, so that your joy may be made complete. These things I have spoken to you in figures of speech. An hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech but will tell you openly of the Father. On that day you will ask in my name and I will not say that and I and I do not say to you that I will request to, on that day you will ask in my name and I do not say to you that I will request of the Father on your behalf for the Father himself loves you Because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from the Father. I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. I am leaving the world again and going to the Father. His disciples said, Behold, now we know that you know all things and have no need for anyone to question you. By this we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold. An hour is coming and has already come for you to be scattered, each to his own home, and to leave me alone, and yet I will not be alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome the world. Chapter 17 Jesus spoke these things, lifting up his eyes to heaven. And he said, Father, the hour has come, glorify your Son that the Son may glorify you. Even as you gave of him authority over all flesh, that to, whom, to all whom you have given him he may give eternal life. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on the earth, having finished the work which you have given me to do. Now, Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have come to know that everything you have given me is from you. And the word for the words which you gave me I have given to them. And they received them, and truly understood that I came forth from you, and they believed that you sent me. I ask on their behalf. I do not ask on behalf of the world, but of those whom you have given me, For they are yours, and all things that are mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are. While I was with them, I was keeping them in your name, which which you have given me, and I guarded them, and not one of them perished, But the Son of Perdition, so that the Scripture would be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, so that they may have joy made full in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also sent them into the world. For their sake I sanctify myself, that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in my name through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory which you have given me I have given to them, that they may be one, just as we are one. I in them, and you in me, and that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me be with me where I am, so that they may see my glory which you have given me, For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, although the world has not known you, yet I have known you. And these have known that you sent me. And I have made your name known to them. And will make it known so that the love with which you loved me may be in them. And I in them. This is the word of the Lord. Now the Apostles' Creed. the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now the Collect for grace. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance to do always that is righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. All right. Good to be back. That's Squirrel Chatter for today. I wish you the very best of Mondays as you go back to work after the long holiday weekend. And uh, take care. That's it. Thanks for being with us today. Remember to do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not do. And Whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. See you again here tomorrow. Take care. God bless. Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster.